When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we talk some OU football by discussing some recruiting news, and list season has officially begun, and five OU guys are on PFF's All-American teams, so we discuss that. In the National College Football Roundup, we break down the NCAA's new interim policy on name, image, and likeness, and we give you our winners and losers of the week. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hostie, will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's beautiful Thursday, July 1st, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in July from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $100,000. I said $100,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $100,000 Freedom and Fortunes Giveaway. That's a lot of money. If you need help finding your way, just visit Riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now we're recording this Wednesday night as I am watching the Suns hopefully knock out the Clippers from the playoffs. Suns up eight in Staples Center right now. Ted, please tell me that Chris Paul is going to go to the NBA Finals and knock the Clippers out on their home floor because that's what I want to happen. I've been, I've been the conductor of the Clippers hate train. That's all I want to see. That's all I want. Yeah. That would be brutal. If the Clippers make it to the finals and not just the Clippers, like a Paul George led Clippers, make it to the finals, a Reggie Jackson and Paul George led Clippers. Maybe that let's makes, just sprinkle <laughs> let's sprinkle Patrick Beverly in there hitting some big shots. And here's the thing. Ugh. They're going to be playing a very beatable team out of the East no matter who it is, right? Whether oh, we'll it's get the to Bucks that. or or the uh the Hawks. But yeah, I'm with you. 
it'd be cool to see Chris Paul close it out there in in LA. But that Phoenix fan base has been awesome. It'd be cool to see him win it there too. Yeah. Okay. Quick dad life update. Uh, gave gave Cam the first bath. Like we'd done the sponge bath thing, yeah. right? But now we've got the the infant tub thing out, and he did not poop on me. So that oh, was good. That's a, that's a bonus. That's I know. awesome. There was there was there was no pooping during the bath. I will say this: it's pretty clear. Not a big fan of the bath. A uh, lot of lot of yeah. shrieking. I was like, oh oh god. <laughs> okay, we'll get this over as quick as we can, bud. Yeah, he'll get used to it. He'll slowly get used to it. But I'm trying to remember. I think my son, as soon as he started, like, in that little thing, you lay him back in the bath, like, instant, like, watch out. There's going to be pee flying up at you. Yeah, I I went with the the warm washcloth, like, just over almost the entire front of him to prevent getting urine in my face. I was like, (laughs) you know what? Here we go. Defense mechanism. Wah-pah. That's pretty good. I, I've, I've, what's been the what's been the ratio of clean diaper changes to uh, you've got poop on your fingers diaper changes? There's been some poop on the fingers, but I've <laughs> I have I've developed a system, Ted, because there was a there there was a couple day stretch where I I feel like he was baiting me, dude. I, <laughs> I felt like he had it, it became hand. a game. Like he was trying to catch me slipping, you know? So here's the diaper technique. Open the diaper. As soon as I am taking off the front of the diaper, right? I've undone the sides. I am putting, we bought all these, we bought a bunch of cheap small washcloths. They're just, they're cheap ones. And they're simply the PP covers. That's it. Yeah. So it's straight on with the cover. Then I'm grabbing by the ankles, right? Finger in between. So I'm not rubbing his little ankle bones together. Right. Lift. And there was a couple days where when that lift was happening, there was some compression going on and he was firing. He, he was frying projectile poop at me. Like wow. he was, he was coming for me. Yeah. It's, and you know, it was a defense mechanism. He didn't know what was, what was happening. He always had one in the chamber just in case. Yes. So now I, I, I've done what all, all good people do. I adapted. I just, I made my adjustments, right? We went into the locker room sure. at halftime. I said, this is what we're going to do. I've now lifted. So cover the peep, lift the legs, wait about 30 seconds. And I even like, you know, move the legs around, bend them a little back. Try and pump some poop out of there. Pump. Maybe <laughs> I basically turned him into a poop <laughs> pump with the leg mechanism. Right. And so, I think he has, he's learned that I, I'm not to be trifled with. And I even keep, I keep the old diaper just in case to catch the projectile poop. And then once the projectile poop does not come or a little bit comes, whatever happens, I've got my defense up. Then it's wipe time. Then a little diaper cream, then fresh diaper on boom. We're good. I, I have found out that I really like taking the dirty diaper and making it into as small of a ball as I can, yeah. right? To save space in the little diaper uh, yeah. diaper trash can thing. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at in dead life. Yeah, that's pretty good. It sounds like you've got a pretty good wrap on things. Here's the here's the thing, man. The, the diaper trash can 
that's supposed to hide the smell will never hide the smell. I would, unless you may have already done this, straight outside with it. I I haven't, haven't really the noticed smell the smell no. yet. So I, we're still okay. in like the yellow CD, you know, type, but mustardy is kind of how they describe it. Stage okay. is where we're still at. But yeah, yeah the, the second that thing starts really smelling, I'll be like, okay, because we have one. Ted, I, you know me, I, I choose my battles, right? Sure. My wife was like, hey, so when he gets up in the night, let's have a changing table in our room. So that way, like, you don't have to walk to the nursery. The nursery is like 20 feet, bro. It's not far. But so we have now that now you got me thinking, because we've got another one of those diaper receptacles. I don't know what the hell you call it, but we've got a, we've got one in our bedroom. And now you're telling me that, like, during the middle of the night, I'm going to wake up going, what is that? Well, if you've saturated yourself in it, maybe you're not going to smell it. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you've got a good setup, I, but. This is a classic. He's lulling you to sleep on this changing method. Like you adapted at halftime and made some changes. He's waiting until the the fourth quarter to to change things up on you. He's he's gonna get me when I'm tired, right? The yeah. fatigue is gonna set Fatigue's in. Gonna set I'm, in. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna lose my attention to detail and boom, projectile poop. Yep. All I ask. This is all I ask because I know he's gonna get me eventually, right? as long as it doesn't go in my mouth, we're cool. Like yeah. we're cool. Like he's my son, but I don't want, I, I know some people are into some weird stuff. I don't want anyone pooping in my mouth. No, no. thank you. Uh-uh. Ugh, no. Not even the child. No, thanks. Good job so far though. You're killing it. Yeah. Let's get to the OU football stuff. There's my, uh, that's, that's my dad life update. Let's start with some recruiting, and we don't, we don't talk a ton of recruiting on here, but this is kind of the, Talk of the town, right, Ted? Uh, one of the top-rated players in the class of 2022 has decommitted from OU. That is Edmund Santa Fe wide receiver Taylin Shretton. Am I saying that right? Sheetron. Sheetron. Is that, that's way better. That's way cooler. At least that's how I've heard it. That could be wrong. Wrong. Shetron? Shetron. Shetron, I think. Shetron. Shetron. Talon Shetron is what I heard. Talon, not like Talon. A, like an eagle talon. Like an eagle talon. Yeah. Once again, we're not big recruiting guys. We're not <laughs> pretending to be big recruiting guys. We I have heard pronunciations there that we've got it somewhere. There's some combination well, that's got it. it there, there's a reason we never mispronounce names on the broadcast, and that's because we get a pronunciation guide, right? Every school gives you a pronunciation guide so you know how to say everyone's name. Or we just say 21. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the good wide receiver from Edmund Santa Fe has decommitted. Uh, Then he announced that he has committed to Oklahoma State. And this made some waves locally. Obviously, a guy flips from OU to OSU doesn't happen a lot. But, Ted, it sounds like it has everything to do with Mike Gundy offering his brother Tabry. Tabry? T-A-B-R-Y? Yep. Tabri, Shetron, Shetron, Shet. I, I'm sorry to the Shetron family, but this kid is a tight end. He got offered by Oklahoma State. Uh, seems like he's pretty raw, but good frame. 
but it's a it's a classic brother package deal. And yeah. so all of a sudden you look at it along with the Jordan Hudson kid. OU has now had two of the top wide receivers in the class of 2022 decommit. Any concern, Ted? Any no. concern at all? I got no concern. Um, I honestly, because a bunch of people are worried about, gosh, we can't recruit in-state. I think every party is fine here. I think it's awesome that he wants to go with the package deal with his brother. I think he and his brother are adopted and they've got a tight bond that, you know, they want to, they want to stay together. I think that's awesome. I think it's, it's great that he did that, that he's willing to maybe go to a second or third choice to where he can be with his brother and he gets a scholarship as well. I think that's awesome. I think it's good for Oklahoma State that they get a – I don't – this may be the highest-ranked recruit nationally that they've had in a long, long time. I uh, saw he's like in ESPN's rankings. Or something in the country, yeah. Yeah, ESPN's rankings. He's like in the top 20. Yeah, he's, he's a really good player. And I like it on OU's end that, yes, you have a decommit from a top-wide receiver – they haven't had problem recruiting receiver, and I feel like they'll be able to, to find a another guy to fill that spot. But the other thing is I, I don't have a problem with Oklahoma not giving a scholarship to, to someone that they feel like maybe isn't the caliber of player that they, that they uh, are going after at OU and bring the, bring the level of talent on the team down. I, I just think it's across the board all fine. It's, you know, in a perfect world, would you, would you like to have the kid at OU? Sure. But here's the other thing. It's, it's July. There's a long time between now and December. Okay. And who knows his brother may play himself into a couple of scholarship offers from other places and decide that, you know, he doesn't want to go to Oklahoma state. You know, I, I don't know. It's not over yet, but I've got no problems. I think Oklahoma's doing a fine job, or uh, the Sooners doing a fine job recruiting the state of Oklahoma. I got, I got no concerns. Yeah, and you look at Santa Fe in particular, right? They've they've sent a couple kids there now, right? Trace Bundage, Ford. Trace Ford, what the Oliver yeah. kid, right? Who's a Santa Fe kid? I mean, so yeah. they've got a. I don't know if it's. Uh, a pipeline. I mean, it's obviously just natural that some of the best players from Edmond are going to go to Oklahoma state, but this also could happen. What happens if the brother ends up getting better and then maybe he gets an OU offer. What happens yeah. then? Sure. Uh, hey, I would, I wish that we would say, okay, you can have uh Shetron. We'll take uh Braylon Presley the kid from Bixby, because I think he is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm so mad that OU is not going after him. The the only issue is, once again, the brother the brother thing. I know. Uh, the other Presley, who is yeah, I think is going to have. Uh, yeah. he, it, hey, blood's thick, man. If he was offered by OU, he'd come to OU, I think. I, I guess I don't know. And maybe there's no way he'd come to OU, but still, I I think he is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But there's 
there's our attempt at trying to talk about recruiting. <laughs> there we go. Okay, to July, it's list season, baby. And we're, we're just getting started. So let's start with uh, one of the first lists that have come out here in the month of July, and that is the Pro Football Focus All-American Teams. Pro Football Focus, your favorite publication, Ted. Oh, they Every love football the players. Oklahoma guys, which, hey, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it more now that I got all these OU guys on the All-American team. So first team, there's two OU guys on the PFF All-American team. First team, Spencer Rattler and Nick Benito. So you look at Rattler, man, Ted, the expectations could not be higher for this guy. Has I, I think it has a lot to do with what he showed last year. It has some to do with what Lincoln Riley has done with QBs in the past, right? But it's starting to feel like he's going to be on all these lists. He's going to be on the cover of all these magazines you saw. He's going to be on the cover of Phil Steele, who we will have our man. We will have the godfather of college football, Phil Steele, on here again in the month of July. But he's he's starting to feel like he's going to be the face of college football this year. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just a little reluctant. Uh, I think he's fantastic. I I think he's really good, but the, 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 the college football media is just a little slow to, he's like, he's the only guy coming back. There's, Look at the Heisman list. It's like, who are these guys again? Where do they play? They play at North Carolina and Iowa State. I'll just tell everyone right now. Uh, C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. Uh, Bryce Young at Alabama. Uyunga Lale at Clemson. Those guys are going to get a ton of attention as the season unfolds. And... I don't know when the last time a front runner for the Heisman Trophy preseason won the award. Long time. Yeah, and don't don't forget JT Daniels of Georgia, too. I yeah. think that's a guy that I think a lot he's of people are forgetting about here. Yeah, but right. I mean, it's good. It's good for Rattler. It's good for OU. It's good for recruiting. It's good for everything that he's on these lists and he's getting this type of exposure. Uh, okay, Nick Benito on first team. And we know, we've talked about how much Pro Football Focus loves them, some Nick Benito. But once again, high high expectations for this guy. And with, with Ronnie Perkins gone, I, I know that they feel great about their depth along the defensive line, Ted. But Benito, he, he has he has some serious expectations he's got to fulfill this season. Yeah. And this is just well, another example of that. It's good to be talked about before the year starts, you know, and that, that way, whenever you, you do go out, have a good season, you know, everyone is, has already taken notice all the way through and you get some really good publicity out of the thing and climb those draft boards. I think he's totally capable. He's a, he's a big physical kid. He's got some good length. Um, my only, it's not really even a knock, 
but the one thing that I'd say is one-on-one pass rush. That's that's where he really needs to show out. If he can go out there and consistently beat tackles in a one-on-one situation, then he'll be a first-round pick. But if he gets a lot of his production like he has in the past on twist games, coming wide open, um, kind of cleaning up a sack whenever a, a, another guy created the pressure and forced him into his lap, those are good things and you got to make those plays and I'm not knocking that, but to be a, like a true first round legit NFL rusher, you got to be able to beat those tackles at one-on-one and this year's going to be kind of that proving ground for him. Yeah. Okay. Three guys on PFF second team. Uh, The first one, Marvin Mims. Uh, This is a guy that led the team in yards last year, led the team in touchdown receptions last season as well they're going to move him all over the field this season Uh, I think that he's a guy that Lincoln is going to dial up all kinds of things for him but this sounds weird in order for him to have an all-american type year Ted I feel like the guys around him really have to step up right because if they don't if if guys like Jaden Hazelwood does if a guy like Hazelwood doesn't step up, if if Stogner doesn't get back to the 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 threat that he was coming off the injury, if Mario Williams doesn't do enough as a true freshman, which it's a lot to ask a young kid to do a ton as a true freshman, even though Mims did it last year, but he needs guys around him to play at a high level so that other teams just can't roll coverage to him and they can't bracket him. They can't just focus on eliminating him and his big playability from the game. You know what's shocking is I don't have the statistics in front of me, but Mims and Theo Weiss, I think, ended the year with the exact same amount of receptions and there was just a small difference in yardage and Mims did have, uh, I think, nine touchdowns to maybe Theo Weiss's four or five. Here's the thing, though. Mims, in order to be an All-American, my projection is that he's going to have to have twice as many catches as he had, twice as many yards as he had, and twice as many touchdowns as he had. That's how productive the wide receiver position has gotten in college football, and that's what it's going to take. Not saying he's not capable of that, but in order to, to be an All-America type of guy, those are the numbers he's going to have to put up. Yeah, he had 37 catches for 610 yards, nine touchdowns. So that's 16 and a half yards a catch. So you looked at Weiss. Weiss was the exact same. Look at the, look at the big brain on you. 37 <laughs> catches, 530 yards, only four touchdowns for Weiss. So... To be an All-American wide receiver in today's day and age of college football, you have to be a 1,000-yard guy, right? Mm-hmm. In, in a normal season, right? In a complete season, not a coronavirus-shortened season. Like, you, you, you have to be a 1,000-yard wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, at least. The guys last year, like the, the kid from Ole Miss, um, uh, your Heisman Trophy winner, even though it was shortened, those guys' statistics that they put up were uh, insane. 
Like you had Devontae Smith last year had 1,800 yards. Uh, Elijah Moore in a in a shortened year had 1,200 yards, just under. And then you had another kid that had 1,200 in a, in a shortened. So that's right. I mean, you're you're talking about for a a full season to be a top four five type of guy. You got to be. You're going to have to be 1,200 plus yards. You think he can do that? I mean, I think he can do it. Depends on how much they're several throwing times it around on our team. Yeah. CD's done it. Um, DD Westbrook did it. I'm not sure what Shep's numbers were, but um, it's yeah, it's definitely possible. Now it's all tied back to the offensive line. The right. offensive line is going to have to improve over how they played a year ago. If anyone's going to have those type of numbers. Look at I mean, you when, acknowledging the importance of the offense. Well, I think everything offensively this year is tied to those guys. When you look at those guys that had huge numbers, CD's year is a little bit different, but I, when Kyler and Baker were thrown to those guys, they're standing in the pocket for like eight seconds with no one around them. And it's it's easy to rack up huge chunk plays whenever that's happening. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. Well, we'll see in beating Bo. We trust. Okay, two other guys on PFF's second team preseason All-America list. Kennedy Brooks. This is a guy that had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons before opting out last year. Ted, we've been... I, I I wouldn't say we've been hard on him, right? We've just we we've been all about Eric Gray after what we saw in the spring and what we saw in the spring game from him when it came to his versatility. And Kennedy, it, he wasn't back to where he needed to be physically, right? I, I do think with a good summer, and uh, it, it sounds like he's putting together a good summer. I. Uh, I think he's going to be an extremely productive player. I still don't know how to describe it, but when he runs the ball, it just seems like holes get bigger. Like, I I don't know how it works, but I do think maybe, and I think we may be guilty of it, but there's a lot of people sleeping on a guy that's been a very, very productive player in this conference. Well, I'll admit that I'll be guilty of it. And it's not, in no way is, this meant to be a shot at Kennedy Brooks, but when the head coach during spring football that never calls anyone out says that we've got to find a way to get him more motivated to where he practices harder. He runs the ball tougher. That's not a good thing. Cause Lincoln doesn't ever single anyone out. Never. That happened. Okay. So whenever you factor that in, He's running for a new running back coach that has no preconceived notions of him at all. He has to totally earn his spot, right, with DeMarco. He missed a year. They made it a uh, they made it a uh, a big priority to go get two transfer running backs. Okay, you combine that with whenever he had his most production was with Kyler a running quarterback and Jalen, a running quarterback. Kyler wasn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily call him a running quarterback. Jalen definitely was, but two quarterbacks that were a real threat in the running game, which makes it easier on the running back. And 
those two offensive lines were way better than what we saw last year and at least where this coming year's offensive line is right now. Yeah, where it seems like they're at. Right Right where it's at, right like where I have them today. I'm not saying they can't get there, but that's where I have all those things kind of stacked against Kenny Brooks and why I don't project that he's going to have uh, eight and a half yards a carry game like he's averaged over his career. Like that, I don't, I don't think that production is going to be there. I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll see if the thousand yard streak continues for Kennedy. Okay, the last guy on this list. This was one when when I saw Kennedy Brooks's name, I was like, really? Okay. When I saw this one, I was like, excuse me, wait, what? And it had it, it's not to do. It's definitely not due to lack of talent, but Jalen Redmond, preseason, second team, PFF, All-American. Teddy, your thoughts? I think, the, I think he can be an absolute force in college football. But there's got to be consistency. You know, you've got to be able to do it not just for an entire series, not just for an entire half, not just for an entire game, but an entire year. You've got to be a consistent, dependable player, whether it's injury, whether it's off-field stuff. You've got to be reliable, and you've got to be productive. And, you know, I, I think that he's got a ton of talent. Would I have put him there? Probably not, but he's got the talent to be there to to in at the end of the year if he if he takes care of business and and becomes that type of player I was just mentioning sure he's capable of anything yeah he's explosive as anyone that we've got on the roster yeah he's he's got such natural power and explosiveness i i'm with you if if he's healthy if he can play a full season Right, but those are at this point with what we've seen in his career. Those are big ifs. Big ifs. So we'll see. But if you get a healthy Jalen Redmond all year long, where he's playing, you know, a majority of the snaps on the defensive line, and I know they rotate a lot of guys, but it, that guy healthy is a monster. So we'll, where are we'll you see. Going, but where are you going if you've got Isaiah Thomas? Winfrey. I'm taking Redmond Redman over Isaiah Thomas. No and, offense to Isaiah Thomas, but one one has more natural power than the other. I'm just saying, though, that if those four guys are out there on the field at one time, rushing the passer, that's that's a group now. That's a Hell group. yeah, that's a group. Yeah, it's exciting. Gets me going thinking about it. Let's go, dude. Football season, it's not far away. I know. It's, it's not close. far away. Okay, for our call your shot question, we asked the listeners who could have a who could have a surprise all American year for OU. Basically, we said which OU player could be a surprise all American at the end of this season. That's that's what the question was. I can read. Look at me. Look at me go. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Thank you, Ted. We got lo- we got a ton of responses, you know, over 50-something responses, and K. Rich on Twitter says, DJ Graham or Woody Washington? Mm -hmm. With the pass rush talent of the defensive line, the DBs will be 
be making more plays this season on that speed D. One of them could lead the nation in interceptions. You know, it's not – that's not a bad way to look at it. You know what number led the nation last year in interceptions? Five. Four. Six. 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 Trey Norwood ended up with five, and the dude barely played last year. And he came on really, really strong late. Yeah. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that one of those guys could have a huge interception year and and be there. That That's actually a good pick. You're going to love this one. Jody Manning, since I haven't seen him on the list yet, it's got to be Gabe Burkich. Continued lack of respect Ooh. for kickers, Ted. How Our boy that? Burkich getting some love. Wow. Unbelievable. I I was unaware that they even had a all-American position for kicker. Wow. Sean Brown says Isaiah Thomas. A lot, I mean, a lot of different responses from people. Which is a good thing. That tells you how deep the team is. Yeah. I, you know, Mr. Pocket 713. He also says Isaiah Thomas. Got a lot of DJ Grams. You've got some Mario Williams, which that would be being an All-American as a true freshman would be pretty, pretty impressive. And then a lot of Perry on Winfrey's, right? And I love what Drew Gastineau on Twitter said. He said, Winfrey seems like he may just have all the right screws loose for a defensive tackle, and I'm here for it. That's right. That is right. Just the right amount. There's a formula there. No one's ever been able to perfect it. Just every now and then the formula is right. Just keep him, just, you know, keep him, keep him calm away from the facility. Just keep him calm. And then Potato Gobbler says, Kennedy Brooks. I rebought my Brooks stock on the low. Can't wait to cash in. Potato Gobbler, hope you're right. Can never have too many productive running backs. Hey, you're exactly right. When they hand Kennedy Brooks the football, it's like, a cheat code or something. Just like he never even Doesn't encounters sense, an dude, opposing just... player. There's no one ever there. It's crazy. I, I once asked him, I was like, do you feel like the offensive line blocks better for you than the other guys? <laughs> and he did. I like, uh, we talked about, it, he just laughed. I was like, no, seriously, what, what the hell's going on? They hand him the ball and it's like, he's 12 yards up the field like, before he even up encounters on the safety. The safety. I, yeah. I hope it happens that way again. I really do. I don't want to make it sad. Like we're not cheered for Kennedy Brooks. <laughs> I hope the guy, I hope he rushed for 2000 yards. <laughs> like, you all right, Ted, let's move on to national college football roundup. But first, Let's talk money. First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all, whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone. Everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. And don't forget to send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. 
Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12-to-1 student-to-teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join, and as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. Okay, time for the National College Football Roundup. And the name, image, and likeness era of college athletics is here. The Division I Board of Directors has voted to prove to approve an interim name, image, and likeness policy. So college athletes in all 50 states can make money off their name, image, and likeness starting Oh, would you look at that today, July 1st, there's, and there's a significant number of states that have laws that go into effect July 1st, this interim policy will stay in place until federal legislation or new NCAA rules are in place. And Ted, the NCAA does what it does best, man. Very, very late and very, very vague, my friend. It's a total guess right now as to what you can and can't do, what will be regulated, what won't be regulated. I'm of the personal opinion that as of today, it's whatever you want to do. The NCAA doesn't have the manpower to go chasing down every little claim, accusation, guy getting paid. Guys are going to be getting paid everywhere for everything now. There's just no way to chase any of it all, any of it down. It's, just, it's going to be impossible. It's, you know, I, the floodgates are open. So, if anyone, if anyone thinks that this is just a football thing or uh, just a men's athletics thing. Uh, Let me read you this tweet from Ross Dellinger, who does a great job, right, for Sports Illustrated. He's been on top of this entire thing. LSU has a gymnast named Olivia Dunn, who has 1.1 million Instagram followers. She, Dellinger said, she is expected to earn more compensation than any other college athlete, according to those within the industry. So if, if you think it's just quarterbacks and wide receivers, yes, it's going to be a lot of you know men's basketball and football, there's no doubt. But this random gymnast from LSU is going to be getting paid. Yeah. And I, I, would not, I would not be surprised just being here in the state of Oklahoma you talk about those softball players that just went on that road, just won a national championship. You don't think that they're going to get some cash? Like, come on. Like, no, people are going to want those women representing them, or they're going to want them to come and do a hitting clinic, like stuff like this is not just the football and basketball guys. That's not how it's going to be. It's almost better to be in one of those uh, Olympic sports, you know. Uh, that have a huge following, but it's 
TV's not saturated with it. So if you want any information on your athletes, of what's going on in that sport, you follow those people individually, right? If you want to know what's going on in college football, you turn on Sports Center. You know, it's it's the market is totally flooded with that stuff. So you have to seek it out in those other sports and you seek it out by finding those athletes and you're drawn to them. I saw and I don't have it here, but I saw a picture of a a billboard. Did you see this? I think it was in Connecticut and it said the highest paid college athlete lives in Connecticut. We just can't pay her yet. And I don't know. It was it was some sports nutrition company had the billboard. So, Six star pro nutrition. So you see it, yeah. And I, I, I agree. I think there's, I think there's tons of different avenues out there for all kinds of different athletes. You know, to to make some money doing, gosh, who knows what? Like gymnasts doing camps and. Uh, golfers doing camps, quarterbacks doing camps, being able to interact with those players is, is going to be good. I, I, I personally don't see a bunch of big national advertising deals happening. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Not, every now and then there's a special player, right? Like uh, Trevor Lawrence, like Arch Manning, whenever he, he gets to college, he's going to be a guy that has – some national stuff, but most places like Oklahoma, I wouldn't sign Spencer Rattler to an endorsement deal. I would go to the university because the university is always going to be good. He's going to be here one more year. People are already talking about Caleb Williams. I think the university almost always is the star and the better bet, but there are a handful of guys out there in college football that, that will make some money, but it's going to be the social media People have the most social media following. So get ready for your timeline absolutely flooded with ridiculousness from college football players. Which I'm fine with. Go <laughs> get your money, young right. man. So it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned Spencer Rattler. Ted, he, he just put out a tweet about the name, image, and likeness stuff. Nice, cool graphic. And it says, I'm excited for the opportunities ahead with name, image, and likeness. This is a great new era for college athletes. At the same time, we must continue to prioritize academics and athletics. I'm focused on my grades and growing on the field in hopes of bringing a national championship to Norman. We as players must, you must use our platform and this new NIL opportunity to do good in the world. I will donate a part of any earnings I receive to help underserved people and underserved communities. The time is now. That's first Just of all, a, throwing out whatever the, PR uh, firm he hired, right. great job. But also, Ted, subtly at the bottom, I believe we have the first look at the Spencer Rattler official logo. The rattlesnake. How it looks that? pretty sweet, dude. That's pretty good. He's been working with people, which of course he's he's gonna be able to. I mean, he's gonna be able to make a big chunk of change. Pretty cool that he's going to give some of that money, though. That's I, I thought that was pretty cool to see. It's a good way to do it. He's he's right out there uh, already saying, just come on, let's go. Here, This is my official stepping into the fray. So I don't, I, I don't know what it means. I don't think anyone knows what it means. Um, it's <laughs> a know, fascinating time, but. The best part about it, right, was the NCAA, they were, they were begging 
the federal government to bail them out and to get something that would establish uniformity. Right. And now they basically just went, you know what? Yeah. Do what y'all want. Do what y'all want. Because when you look at it, athletes, uh, the, the bottom line, like the, at the simplest form, athletes can make money off themselves now. Right. And, and still keep their amateur status. That's the important part. And I, I don't think many people are going to object to that. But when you look at how this is going to be different in different places, like in states that have laws in place, schools are responsible for making sure that their athletes are following the state laws. Right. And then athletes who go to school in a state without an NIL law in place, well, they're expected to follow the policies that their schools adopt. And the schools, I mean, dude, they they really don't have any guidelines from the NCA other than what it's not supposed to be their NIL, it's not supposed to be used as a recruiting inducement, which okay, good luck with that. You're also you're not supposed to be able it, it's not supposed to be tied to athletic performance which is the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's like athletic performance can make you more valuable when it comes to nll but it's not supposed to be just about that i was like this is why why, why are we wasting our time but the the lack of uniformity i, I i'm not going to say it's complete chaos but it's it's going to be so fun to watch i mean this is going to be it's going to be my favorite kind of ridiculous. I, I've said this point. I don't know. We've been talking about this for six, eight months now. I'm just fascinated by it. It is not illegal to make money off of your name, image, and likeness. It never has been illegal. You don't need a state legislator. You do not need a federal government. You don't need any of that. All you need is the NCAA to say, we'll allow you to keep your amateur status. That's all it is. All this stuff from the states, it, all it is is a big show. What were they going to do? Arrest you if you accepted money from Gatorade on a commercial shoot? They're going to throw you in jail? There's, it's not illegal. They don't need anything from any state. They don't need anything from the federal government. They just, the NCAA is begging for help because they know that, you know, as this thing marches on, they're getting closer and closer to the edge and falling off and, and not being needed anymore. That, that's all it is. They are completely and totally a toothless tiger and, it's being revealed more and more every single day. Just it, it, if you find yourself listening to this and you're going, I, I give money to the university of Oklahoma. I'm a booster. Can I, can my business enter into a name image and likeness agreement with an OU player? The answer to that question is yes. Yes, you can. Because the NCAA came out today and said, you can that really, Really, the only rules around this, because once again, the NCAA basically said, hey, we tried, we tried, we didn't get it done. The only rules that are is that these athletes, they, they can't get paid 
for doing nothing, right? You can't just give them money for not doing something. The NIL money can't depend on them going to a certain school, right? That's supposed to reduce, you know, that, that they call that recruiting inducement or whatever the hell term you want to use. But other than that, as long as the kids within the states aren't violating the state laws that have been put in place, I this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun to see how this thing goes. If if anything tells you that you don't need a legislator to get uh, legislation to get involved at all, it's the NCAA in their own statement saying if you're in a state that doesn't have the rules yet, Make up your own. It says it's up make to your, up your school. Own. It's up to your school. You do what I, you want because you've always been able to do what you want. Different states have different rules. It's going to be interesting. There are going to be schools that say, hey, you know what? Use the jersey. Use the logo. Sure. Say you're our quarterback. We don't care. Go ahead. Like, what? There are going to be schools that try to become the most pro player with this, hoping that it will benefit them in recruiting and that will benefit them. Like if they get better players and they win more games, they'll get more donations, right? That's, that's probably some of the math going through these schools heads. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at some point, and and I know that some of the state laws say, "Hey, you can't, you know, you can't endorse tobacco, you can't endorse gambling, you can't endorse alcohol." Listen, if if I'm one of these kind of lower power five schools, I'm like, "Hey, man, you want to be the spokesman for our official beer sponsor?" Okay, yeah, you're 21, right? All right, yeah, let's roll. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if some schools get really really loose with this i i'm not gonna lie i wish OU would do that i wish they would and i know that they you know they they are very buttoned up on this already but i would i I would want them to push the boundaries man push the boundaries it's it's kind of like the nf so the nfl is a that's a separate business right and in order to work for that business you can't you can't endorse any of those products that you just listed and play for the NFL. You can go out and and do do those endorsements all you want. You just can't play in this league if you do it. But in, in college, that's a different deal. These are not, these are not, these are nonprofit organizations. They don't have that control. These are not employees that they can set those guidelines on. That's the and that's the whole thing, right? These are right. that's the last thing the NCAA wants is for these athletes to be considered employees, right? We we right. talked about the antitrust cases and kind of how that whole thing is headed, the direction that that is headed in. So, I I just look at it from an OU standpoint, right? Would it bother? I know it wouldn't bother me, but Riverwind. They sponsor this podcast. They give a ton of money to OU. Huge sponsor of the athletic program. Would it bother people if one of these OU football players or a group of them, the offensive line, right? If they're on the crafts table, right? And they put it out on social media and like it's, they do a video. Like it wouldn't bother me one bit for those kids to make a few dollars 
off of something like that, but there's still going to be old school people that are like, whoa, 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 the kids are gambling. Like, what's going on here? It's not like it's, it's they're not gambling on the games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, here's what I honestly think. I think there's going to be a flurry of activity whenever this thing kicks off. Um, guys are going to do some deals. Guys are going to sign some, some contracts. Um, people are going to, you know, want them to represent their business or, or their product. And then I think it's really going to fade pretty quickly. I think there's only a handful of guys every year that are, that make sense nationally to put all of that money into, uh, you know, have them represent your brand. And it's such a short lived deal. Now I do think that they'll try and get in on guys that they feel like are going to be bona fide NFL stars and try and develop that relationship early. But I think ultimately it's going to settle in and be like an autograph signing deal and camps. Right. Private that's, instruction. That's, that's what I think it's going to end up being. And I, I had someone on Twitter ask me like, do you think this is going to ruin college football? And I was like, what? No, it, the argument can be made that this might create the most competitive atmosphere we've ever seen in college football because people respond to incentives, man. And if the incentives are, hey, ball out, make plays, and you may end up getting some endorsement money or some appearance money, like – you you also of course have the NFL money that is going to be the incentive that is going to continue to motivate players at a place like Oklahoma or Ohio State, bam, all those places, right? You're you're never gonna make that type of money in this system. But man, I I think it could it could create some more parity, right? If a school, let's say a small school, let's say in Iowa State, right? And they're already playing at a high level, but what happens if Iowa State starts getting a reputation of being a school at, hey, man, they really take care of you in the name, image, and likeness stuff if you're a productive player? I mean, you, you know how it works, Ted. Players talk to each other, and the players talk to recruits when they come, and recruits talk to recruits. I'm, I'm just saying it, this could create some, some serious competition. Now, I still think that, Bama and OU and Ohio State and Clemson, uh, those types of schools are going to dominate because that's just where we're at in the sport right now. But I continue to just, you know, know, when I think about where this could go, like it's fascinating to me how this could affect the landscape of college football. Yeah. I I don't know. I think there's there's going to be some good unintended consequences. I think there's going to be some bad unintended consequences. I don't think anyone really knows where ultimately it's going to land. Um, I think that it's, it's opens the door for, for cheating like at a pace that we've never seen before. But as far as on the field, I don't know that. I just, I don't think when it's all said and done that, we're going to really notice all that much on game day. Yeah. It's not like I'm, I'm not going to be worried about Nick Benito's endorsements on third and 12 in the fourth quarter. I, 
I'm just going to be worried about whether he gets the QB or not. Like, I don't, I don't care what the kid's making off the field. And not everyone's like you and me, though, right? There, it, it's true. going to bother some people, which I still think is weird because I think you and I can both agree that, you know, I don't. If people want to spend their hard-earned money, they would spend their businesses' dollars on college football players, college athletes. Hey, it's their money. They get to do what they're yeah. like. Who I'll, cares? I'll one of the groups of people that I think it's going to really bother. And that is the athletic administration people. It's just, you've already got compliance for a hundred different things for recruiting, for workouts, for practice, for school, for grades, for there's all of this stuff that you have to deal with. Now, on top of that, you're going to have to be chasing around 100 guys on your football team to see what endorsement deals they're doing, where they're getting paid. Is it legit? Is it within the so-called rules? Are there any, like, uh, is there a, a problem with any of the OU products that we endorse and what they're a competitor? I mean, it's just a whole other can of worms that those people are going to have to deal with, man. Just one more thing. God bless our yep. man Kenny Mossman. That's right, because he's kind of he has been he has been tasked with Ooh. the whole NIL issue there for OU athletics. So, so yeah, uh, I, I would love, uh, yeah, our man, our man Kenny may need a raise after this whole thing, but I would love to get the and maybe I'll text Josie and see if we can get a you know kind of. A, a very detailed guy, the, the the detailed guidelines that the players are going to get, right? Like the the things that are all right, the things that aren't, because there is a state law in place, right? What are the details of that law? How is OU interpreting things? What it's the school policy? Like, I would OU love wrote to, the law. Yeah, that's I it. They they got to do it themselves, so I would love to know what the players are being told if that makes sense here's one of the things that i've heard so they aren't going to be able to use like for any type of endorsement deal or or um commercialized monetary gain any action photo any photo in ou gear any photo if with them wearing ou colors i all of that is going to remain with OU. Like if you're going to go do like a, some type of photo shoot, you can't be wearing anything that affiliates you with the university of Oklahoma. It's got to be totally separate. Just a reminder, when you sign your national letter of intent, you give away everything. You don't read it, but you basically give away yeah. your entire, you, you give your soul to you the university image and likeness to the university. You give, which, you give it all, which I wonder like what, what that looks like going forward. Has that thing changed? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. All right, let's get to our winners and losers of the week. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive 
program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And guys, summer is here, and you know what that means. It is hard seltzer season, baby. And there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Will and Wiley Hard Seltzer. Starting to drink some of the Sonic Hard Seltzers, but they're made by Coupe Works also, so it doesn't matter. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It's made in Oklahoma, and it is absolutely delicious. Will & Wiley is customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you, and go follow them on social media at at Will & Wiley. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the week? It was easy this week. Um, And you can can put a lot of people in there, but I'm just going to say the man himself, the Greek freak. Has the uh, the ugly looking knee hyperextension uh, was nasty. Was helped off the floor. Didn't know what was going to happen from that. No structural damage. Gabe. How? And when How? you're, I don't know. Sorcery. When you're eight foot tall, there's a lot of leverage on that joint, and the fact that there's no structural damage. Uh, the Bucks are the winner of the week. The Bucks fans are the winner of the week. The man himself is the winner of the week. I don't know how, but that that is a win in my book. Uh, not only so when it happened. Now, first of all, all the people coming at Adam Silver saying you rushed the season, the turnaround was too quick. These guys are getting hurt. Listen. I don't think Giannis's knee getting hit in the air and that whole thing. Like, that sequence was not a result of him being worn down or like right. anything like, and I know that what they said that the calf on that leg had been sore, like all that. It's like, no, no, no. That was just a weird situation. Right. And yeah. the same could be said for Kyrie, right. He landed on someone's foot, right. I mean, it, it happens. Well, the same but, thing with, with Trey, you know, Trey is move your he fat had, foot ref. Yeah. He steps back on the referee. That has nothing to do with, you know, playing playing more games in a shortened amount of time, but no structural Ow. damage. <laughs> I, when it happened, I will say this: I and he walked off, and Reg, Reggie Miller. Someone needs to let that guy know that you can you can blow. But believe me, from experience, you can blow your entire knee out like it can explode, and you can walk off just fine. Yeah. Believe me, I did it, no problem. Yeah. But it was it was one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, not only is he out for the playoffs, he could be out for all next season. Like, will he ever be the same? Like those conversations were happening. And then all of a sudden the next day, what Woj and Zach Lowe come out like, oh yeah, he's fine. Uh we'll see. Uh he's he's doubtful for game five, but yeah, we'll see. That would have been nice to have a uh remember when Tony Romo said Dak Prescott's broken leg that was hanging off was a calf cramp. (laughs) It's cramped up. One of the best announcing moments. And you know how much I love Romo, but one of my favorite, just like, wait, did he just say that moments? Uh, (laughs) I replayed it 20 times when it happened. 
That was great. But yeah, the Greek freak is he's the winner of the week, man. Wow. Flexible. Flexible? That's not the right word. Hey, and we've seen this before where and I don't know how it shows up on an MRI. I guess on an MRI you'd be able to tell though, like if some people don't have those ligaments and never had them to begin with, right? Yeah, there's I mean, there's human beings that don't have ACLs, you know, born without him. What was the guy's name? He played at Pitt, played for the Spurs. Dewan Blair, is that right? Yeah. He didn't, I don't think he had ACLs. Wow. Like at all. That's crazy. But I got to, I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying Giannis has got him. He's got the, the anterior cruciate ligament. They exist in the Greek freak's knees. I'm saying it. I'm going out on a limb. Not only does he have them, they're probably made out of some like incredible antimantium. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what is it? A natural occurring carbon fiber in what was the movie? You know, the big giant Avatar. Yeah, I think because he looks like an Avatar. <laughs> what an Avatar reference! Yeah. When it, I'm just random aside here. Wasn't Avatar two supposed to be made? Like, wasn't James? Well, it took him a to decade it? to make the first one. I guess it's going to take a decade to make the second one. Cool movie. I liked it. Liked yeah. it a lot. A little tree, a tree. Yeah, with the powers. Like, yeah, sign me up. Why not? I'll do it. Whatever. Okay, who do you have as your loser of the week? <laughs> I had to go with the Tour de France lady that was holding the sign. Oh. Um, she's been arrested after a day or two on the run. Uh, she surrendered. You know, French lady only took a couple of days. But I, I hate that they're going to make a massive example out of her. And they're going to, like, sue her, hold her criminally liable, all these things for holding up a sign. Um, everyone was pissed at her. I feel bad for the lady. It said, like, hi, grandma, grandpa, something like that. I felt bad. She's the loser of the week. But here's the other part of the thing. Have you seen the video? Oh, it was. I. What was she doing? Like, first know. of all, can we get it? Can we get a higher quality sign? Like if you're trying to That's have someone it, like a legible sign, you gotta, it's, you gotta have the white background. You can't go straight cardboard. The guy that hit the sign, it's a cardboard sign. Oh, and don't blame the cyclist, Ted. Gabe, it's a cardboard sign held out here. He's a cyclist. He should he look like my son. If I like, knocked him off with a tree branch or something a cardboard sign sends this guy into a free fall it's unbelievable you're <laughs> supposed to be one of the greatest cyclists in the world that a cardboard sign sends you careening to the ground okay better better reaction cyclist that hit the cardboard sign or chris balls flop like <laughs> off the ground when patrick beverly undercut him <laughs> Yeah, it's like he hit a trampoline or something. <laughs> and and Beverly's laughing at it, doing the that was I funny. hate Patrick Beverly. Hate's a strong word. I don't hate you, Patrick Beverly. I dislike you. You cost the Thunder a championship. There's no doubt of that in my mind. But him him making fun of Chris Paul after that, I'm not gonna lie, gave me a good chuckle. And I was like, <laughs> damn it, I'm actually agreeing with Patrick Beverly and he's making me laugh. This sucks. I was watching it, and you know, whenever you've got like 
you got like one eye on the game and you're, I don't know, read your phone or looking at something else. But I saw Chris Paul and I was like, wait a second. I had to rewind it and was like, what in the world just happened here? Did I, did I actually see a guy bounce off of the floor? That was funny. I loved it. Did, what do you think? What is that lady going to have to do time? I don't know. My <sighs> guess is they're going to drag it out, make a big show of it. And at the end of the day, they're going to let her off. You know, come on. She Here's what they need to do. Before she doesn't he, get to eat stinky cheeses for two months. No stinky cheeses. Here's what they need to do. In order to be able to ride in the Tour de France, one of the most demanding cycling events in the world, all the way across France, multi-day, multi-stage, through the mountains, down hills, through towns, through villages, you have to be able to drive through a tiny little cardboard sign. If you can't ride your bike through a cardboard sign, you can't compete because you're a danger and you're going to cause 70 people behind you to wreck. The guy like panics before he hits the sign and goes like down to the ground. It's cardboard, dude, held up by an 80-pound girl. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you have no sympathy for that man. None no. whatsoever. No, of course not. All right. <laughs> okay, my winner of the week. Ted, I thought about going with Abamanyu Mishra. Yeah. Are you are you familiar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is uh, a young man from New Jersey that just became the world's youngest chess grandmaster at the age of 12. I mean, this little nerd can play some chess. Ted, I'm not sure if they're doing season two of the Queen's Gambit. I haven't really heard anything. Season one was fantastic. But they got to work our man, Mishra, into it. 12-year-old grandmaster. I don't really know what it takes to become a grandmaster. I know it's really hard. That's pretty damn impressive. 12 Really impressive. I'm with you, uh, Mishra. I'm myself always 10 to 12 moves ahead of everyone else, so I I feel your pain. I know what it's like. Uh, but that's awesome, man. Age of 12, world's youngest chess grandmaster. That's that's fabulous. I, I also thought about going with the right tackle for the Saints, Ryan Ramchek, former teammate, by the way. Signs Did he just a have deal. a baby, too? Just had a baby. He had a baby in, I want to say, like in January. Had a baby oh, in the okay. offseason. I thought it was more recent than that. Or it may have been more recent. Than it it was during the offseason. I don't remember when it was. But he's another Wisconsin guy, man. Was was just a super cool dude. Beer drinking type of guy. And he ends up signing a deal that includes $96 million of new <sighs> money. $60 million guaranteed he becomes the highest paid right tackle in the national football league he wow. is rich so but he was my winner of the week because my winner of the week you went with Giannis and the bucks i'm going with the atlanta hawks right trey young goes down in game three after stepping on the ref's fat foot move your foot move it he, he was clearly, he comes back in game three, right? Was clearly not the same the rest of the game. Uh, didn't, didn't have his pace, didn't have the explosiveness, couldn't get by guys. And then it gets announced, you know, right before game four that he's got a bone bruise. He's not going to play. 
Ted, it just seemed like quite possibly the most Atlanta sports thing of all time that they were going to get eliminated from the Eastern Conference Finals because their best player got hurt stepping on a ref's foot. You come like all just, this way and then step on the ref's foot and it's over. It felt it felt so Atlanta. But then game four happens on Tuesday. The Hawks, they come out fighting. Man, I, I know Giannis got hurt, right? And thank God that he's all right. Thank God there's no structural damage. But Bucks are down 10 when he went out. I mean, the Hawks were taking it to him. Lou Williams was – he wasn't thinking about Magic City. He was locked in, getting buckets. They got good stuff from Bogdanovich. Like, yep. there was even a Cam Reddish sighting. Ted, the guy's been hurt for forever. Well, we saw Cam Reddish getting buckets out there. It was, it was fun to watch him. And I know that they just blew the Bucks' doors off after Giannis went out, and that's completely understandable. But I think they were going to win that game regardless. I think even if Giannis plays, the Atlanta Hawks win that game. And we got a series. Now, now the two best players in the series, their status, their statuses are very much unknown. I can't imagine Giannis is going to play. Like that would be unbelievable. Uh, but yeah. and it's got I don't, even though if there's no like technically damaged, like torn ligaments, they've got to be sprained and loosened up some. So yeah. But all of a sudden, and it's it's not fun because the two best players are hurt, but all of a sudden, we got a series in the Eastern Conference. It kind of, you know, once Trey went out, it kind of felt like, hey, it was going to be the Bucks in five. Yeah. And who knows now? And I, I know it's not ideal for the league because you want the stars being there, but I'm intrigued by it now because yeah. I just don't know. The... And I know the circumstances are different. Um, rosters don't really match up, but kind of the feeling behind the team feels a little bit like what was it, 2011? No, 2012. When did the Thunder make the finals? 12? 12. Yeah, it feels a little bit like that season where the fans are just going crazy and you just kind of you get hot, you're going up against like they, they played the Spurs that year. Spurs, really good. Uh, tons of talent on that team. And, you know, you just – whenever whenever you have that type of year, you have that type of year, you make it to the finals. Now, obviously, Thunder didn't win, but it just kind of felt like during that stretch, no matter what was going to happen, they weren't going to lose. So, weren't going to lose the series anyways. Kind of felt like that a little bit with Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, for my loser of the week – Thought about going with Wimbledon. Did you see Serena Williams go yeah. down, hurt the leg? Um, you know, she kept she she tried to battle through it, but had to withdraw. And she's such a huge draw for that sport and for that event. So it's just a just a bummer. I mean, you know, it, she's kind of you don't know when she's going to end up retiring, right? Seems like it's getting close to that point. Gosh, for her. I think. I'll be 40 this year, and I think she's like one or two years younger than me. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much she's she's in the conversation for most dominant athlete in, uh, of yeah. my lifetime, right? I think Tiger yeah. Woods is up there, you know, like Michael Jordan, LeBron. Like, there's there's some people that are in that conversation. Simone Biles now 
in that conversation, Michael Phelps, like there's, there's a random, a random group of athletes that when you talk about the, the entirety of sports, right. She's, she's in that conversation to see her go out and I don't think, will it be your last, last Wimbledon? I, I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm saying like it, it, it just kind of bummed me out seeing it. It made me sad. Well, at some point, you get tired of trying to fight back from injury, you know, there's, there's points in your career where it kind of re-energizes you and you're like, Oh, I'm going to fight back and prove something. But there's also a point to where it's like, I'm sick of going through rehab, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And I I also thought about going with the Clippers. Now there's still three minutes and 50 seconds to go in the third quarter of game six. And the Suns are up 89-74. Don't jinx this thing. They're up 15. Steer clear. And you know that I want nothing more than to watch the Clippers lose. But do it. I I can't do do it because they haven't the the, the game is still going on. And you know, a lot of things happen when we record, but we're just we're we're not staying up till midnight doing this. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. Please lose, Clippers. Come on, Suns. We'll see. Either people will listen to this and be like, Gabe's either really happy or real sad because that that series will be over or going to seven. But my loser of the week, Kansas State football. Teddy, please tell me you have – now let's let's make one thing clear. We are both too old to be on TikTok, correct? I think that's a fair assessment. That's right. However, this TikTok – from Kansas State football players was all over Twitter, which we are in the perfect age bracket for. I saw this on Twitter. I assume you saw the same video that I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's like watching a, pro, a plane crash or whatever other event that you can't pull your eyes away from even though you're watching a disaster unfold in front of you it may be the worst thing i've ever seen in my life this this video comes on shane porter's tiktok who is a 510 173 pound freshman for kansas state he is from friendswood texas and if you have not seen the TikTok, go uh, go find it. Uh, Don't go watch it. it. Don't watch it. But I will verbally describe it to you. They are lip syncing to Baby by Justin Bieber. Now, I want to make one thing very clear. That song is an absolute banger. And if you don't think that song is good, that's on you. Because I can guarantee you one thing, you hear that song and you know the words and it comes on, you're bobbing your head and that chorus hits and you're singing it. And that's, that's what Biebs does. Banger after banger after banger. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't know the song. I'll take your word for it. The song is not the problem. The, the problem Okay, this is my problem with it. This is why Kansas State football is my loser of the week. 
I'm not mad at the song selection. I I am disappointed. I am mad at the lack of the lack of organization in the TikTok. It Okay, this is what Kansas State football is, right? And I know he's not the coach anymore, right? I know Bill Snyder's not there. I know Chris Kleiman's the coach now, but Bill Snyder has to be appalled by this video. Not, not that the kids are having some fun. They're they're tick-talking or tickety-talking, whatever you, whatever you call it. But if you remember Bill Snyder's 16 goals for success, the 16 keys for success, a few of them were commitment, unity, great effort, enthusiasm. Uh, I believe one was eliminate mistakes, consistency, leadership. The, the, that is what Kansas State football was built on. And this TikTok has absolutely none of those things. None of the kids know the words. There's, there's no choreographed dance. There's no attention to detail. There's no pride in the product that they are producing. Ted, it is, it sucked. It's a bad TikTok. It's bad. And that made me mad. I was like, and you know what? Maybe it's an overreaction. I saw it and I was like, you know what? The lack of attention to detail by the players for Kansas State in this TikTok has me worried about Chris Kleiman's team this year. Like I know Skylar Thompson's back. I know they got some good veteran guys both sides of the ball coming back. But the the poor execution in that TikTok makes me think they're going to be a bad football team this year. I that's an overreaction. I know it, but what whatever whatever this spread is for OU Kansas State, if, if I can bet on it right now, which I don't well, think I can do that legally anyways. I which I'm not going let me make it clear. I'm not going to bet on that game. But if if you were to bet on the game, if someone out there were to bet on the game, I would hammer OU right now. Hammer it because that yeah. was well, atrocious. The fact that we've lost to that team two years in a row makes that video that much more disappointing. This video is everything that you hate about society personified into a 15 or 16 second clip. It is atrocious. It's pathetic. If I was climbing, I'd kick those guys the hell off the football team. Have you seen Zoolander? Yes, of course. Do you remember when those idiots are riding in that convertible? That's what they look like. Orange mocha frappuccino. That's what they look like. Gas fight at the gas station? It looks like Kansas State hired some of the local Abercrombie models to come in and do a photo shoot in the locker room. It is pathetic. It's terrible. It's embarrassing for the program. It's embarrassing for uh, the fans. That the guy's got a million TikTok followers. That video is going to get twenty million views, and they're not good ones. Okay, I, I I may retract. I just pulled it. I I did not realize that he had nine hundred sixty-five thousand followers on TikTok. Yeah, and. Yeah. Once again, I don't have a TikTok. This video has 141,000 views already. I'm shocked it doesn't have more than that. I'm shocked it's not 10 million already. 
and I don't understand. Maybe I just, I, I don't think I understand TikTok very well. Is this a, is this a name, image, and likeness thing? He can't make money off that though. Cause can, can he make money off Bieber? I, I don't know how to, once again, I don't know how TikTok works, but I don't know. Who this may be genius, pay. Ted. Maybe I'm just old. Oh God, I'm just old. This is brilliant. It's, He's going to get money for this stupid video. It's pathetic. And oh my gosh, Galaxy Brain. They they made it horrible on purpose because they knew it would get attention, didn't they? Well, I don't know if they did or not, but let me just give a brief, tiny little bit of advice out there. If your company is thinking about spending money with this kid at Kansas State, fire your marketing director. And then when everyone leaves for work tomorrow, take a torch and light your building on fire. You don't deserve it. This is a horrible way to advertise. It's awful. I cannot say it enough how awful that video is. It's an awful video, but <laughs> it, it could be awfully genius. Damn it. Hey, I don't know. There's a lot of things Shane that I don't understand. Porter. I don't know how in the world that could ever generate money, but you, you get, I think you get money for just getting like likes on TikTok. Like you get I think, paid. I think like that's one right. of my wife's good friends is doing it. Like she puts a ton of effort to it, like writes for the TikToks and everything, like plans them out and everything. And I think, I don't know how much money you can make for it, but the kid's got almost a million followers on TikTok. He's probably getting some cash, right? It's gotta be. Well, he, couldn't until today. Well, damn you, Shane Porter. I thought I was making fun of you. And really, how does he? I'm how does fool. he know how to look so horrible and pathetic that a bunch of people are going to watch it? I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just really good at TikTok. I don't. I once again, I don't know how the thing works. The only thing, the only thing I look at on TikTok are the videos of baby stuff that my wife shows me on TikTok, where she's like, "Hey, do? look at this," and I have to watch the TikTok of them doing something to a baby. Honest question though, what if you're you're Spencer Rattler, you're the front runner for the Heisman Trophy, uh, front runner to be an All American preseason, you know you're the quarterback of one of the preseason top team or top teams. Some have him as the number one, and there's some idiot walk on on your team that does stupid dances on TikTok and makes. 10 times as much money as you, <laughs> right? It's, it's <laughs> capitalism, baby. Sits there and, and puts like some weird filter on it. Looks like they all have makeup on. Yeah. I, like what the hell dude, but I want to unsee that. I don't, it's messed <laughs> my day up, man. It's terrible. <laughs> I feel bad for the parents. I have to look at that. Like this is what your son's doing at college. He's dancing around. Looks like a bunch of teenage girls dancing around to a Justin Bieber song. He's a football player. Uh, I don't know how much football he's going to play, but I know this. The may listen. I don't know anything about this kid, and I I think I've I've completely changed my opinion of him. Whatever he's doing, man, it's working. I mean, that's a lot of people following. He got him. me. I watched that video 10 times today. I couldn't I watched stop. it at least three times. And we've <laughs> talked about it so long on here. They're, they're going to get it. He's going to get a couple more views. <sighs> Dude, I think we're just getting old. This is one of those moments where you're like, yeah, hey, 
I embrace the old because if I ever like that stuff, please, someone put me down. Just you have my permission. I'll put it in the will. Pull the plug. And on that note, <laughs> episode 125 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Monday morning. Interview with our man Creed Humphrey. Yes. Said the uh, the newest member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we've got an interview episode with Creed. It'll drop on what's that? The fifth, July fifth. Which right. everyone gets that day off, so you can listen to it while Absolutely. you're cooking, recovering, <laughs> Re- recovering, whatever you're doing, driving back. All right. Just a reminder: you can hear Teddy from two to six on Sports Talk fourteen hundred. You can hear me on Sirius XM Big Twelve Radio Channel three seventy five. Hope you all have a great weekend. Hope you have a safe and fantastic Fourth of July. Until next time, we appreciate y'all for listening and do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Just one more time